Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly show Top 8. We break down this week's biggest stories in the world of movies. And joining me today, as usual, the TPSB crew, Connor yeah. and Benny. Good morning. What a week, guys. Busy, 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 as always. Um, but before we get into the news, a little bit about what we've been watching this week, and I always hand it over to you guys, so I'm going to take the reins this time. Well, we didn't talk about it. We didn't discuss this. I don't like this. <laughs> I chucked on last night, actually, uh, Project Almanac, which was Dean Israelite, who did Power Rangers, mm. the one that came out this year, his first feature. Is that a Bay production? Yeah, Platinum Dunes. Yeah. Um, fun little um, found footage movie. Uh, kind of like a combination between Chronicle and the Butterfly Effect because it's got a time travel aspect to it. Mm. And uh, I thought it was great. He's <laughs> really good at getting um, a young cast together who have a good sort of relationship on-screen chemistry kind of thing, um, which he, he also really nailed in Power Rangers. And I recommend it. I think it's a fun little sci-fi. I, I really enjoyed it. How about you guys? What have you guys been watching? Um, I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again uh, with a slightly clearer head this time. Nice. Um, uh, enjoyed it again. I probably cooled on it maybe a little bit even. Um, I, I chucked it into my, my rankings of all the Marvel movies. It actually ended up quite low. Okay. Um, maybe that'll change with time and repeat viewings. But yeah. uh, at the moment, yeah, it was uh, just another Guardians movie. Yeah. I, I ended up seeing it as well um, for a second time this week and... It, uh, I Connor, can you check your mic? You, something sounds wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a, on a whole new level of hungover right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you know when you um when you do you remember that instance where you first got hungover and you're like, oh, this is what it means to be an adult. Like <laughs> I, I've like you just ascended to a new level of shit storms after you drink. <laughs> I feel like that's what this is, except for the next level of hangover. <laughs> That's so good. I, I <laughs> transcended. Await it. To levels um, that you never knew existed. <laughs> well, good luck to you today, man. Yeah, cheers, bud. Um, yeah, look, I, I saw it the second time as well. I thought it, I really cooled on it as well. Um, I think a lot of that, the kind of magic of it is um, that humor that um, once that's out the door. So the humor for a second repeat viewing isn't as... It, it doesn't feel as, as fresh. Okay. Definitely. Damn. Maybe I'll never watch it ever again. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> preserve it. Not a bad idea. Talking just quickly about, you know, ranking of Marvel films, they're always kind of in flux for me. Mm. You know, I'll rewatch something and I'll connect with it. I feel like as time goes on, the more you rewatch them, the lower they each get. So <laughs> the the one you haven't seen in the longest is at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you rewatch it and be like, oh, that's not cool. I'll put that in the middle somewhere. <laughs> and then you revisit the one. But, uh, anyway, yeah. let's get into the news of the week. I don't need to say what I've done. That's fine. No one cares. Oh. No one wants to hear your voice anymore. I thought you saw Guardians. Oh, yeah. I was just commenting on his. I I did see it. So you hijacked mine and then you expect (laughs) to get your own as well, huh? I watched Louis Louis C.K. last week. That's what I did. It was awesome. (laughs) What did did you watch, Connor? I watched a three-minute Louis C.K. YouTube video. (laughs) (laughs) It's my life now. Just a series of three-minute videos. But yeah, so what you you Yeah, no, I watched his new stand-up on Netflix. Netflix seems to be getting some heavy hitters as far as um, stand-up comedy. They're mm. producing a lot of original content. That's dark, that one. I oh, it. my God, yeah, right? It starts out, I'm I like, love it. crap, man. He's like <laughs> lingering on these topics for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, dude, can we... This is getting awkward as... I loved it. I thought it was like, if this is where he's starting, yeah. I'm so I'm so in. <laughs> yeah. 
right, now, All right, we now can we get to <laughs> you, give, give us okay permission now? to now move on? All right, let's get into it. I'm so excited. What a, what a huge re-energized. week for news. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> another stellar week. All right, first on our list, we've got some uh, confirmed release dates. Um, so, Star Wars Episode Nine um, is going to be released May twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. Um, and Indiana Jones 5 will be released July 10th, 2020. Ugh. So it's we- interesting that they are moving an episode film from a December release date to a May release date. Yes. Is it going to be May 4th? Yes, it is. is. Don't you think? No, that I is, thought that they, is owns, they owns that period. Yeah, and totally. like Rogue One has killed it. Force Awakens has killed it. Why move it from that spot? Hmm. Han Solo is coming out in May next year, but... That kind of makes sense because it's a spin-off film. Like, why change a recipe that's obviously working? Otherwise, you'd be going, what, a year and a half without a Star Wars movie? Oh, uh, yeah, because they haven't announced it. I guess if, between, if, if they? they can make it that quick, they may as well just get it out there. Pump it out, yeah. There's no reason why not. Um, do we really need an Indiana Jones 5? Yes, we do. Um, the world needs more Indiana Jones. No, of course we don't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, You know what? No, I don't even want to see a good one. I I love the the that little trilogy, and um, I think like I'm not anyone... that into it, eh? Really? I didn't didn't grow up with it. Caught it a bit later, and then I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. Fun. I think a huge part of it is nostalgia. I went back and rewatched the series within the last year, hmm. the the one to three, um, and yeah, I really I just enjoyed it um, in terms of a fun film. I mean, like they've it's not masterpiece. It's not a masterpiece. It's you know. Um, it's a fun little action film. Um, Indiana Jones going around, um, you know, saving the world. <laughs> what do you want from me? Um, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, I think... Strap yourself in, guys. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> I think everyone collectively hated for. Yeah. Like, no one here liked it, I'm, right? I'm in the same yeah. camp as you, Benny. I didn't grow up on Indiana Jones. Like, I grew up on Star Wars. Mm. And... I really You can do both, by the way. I don't know. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> He's either Han Solo or Indiana Jones. There is no crossover. Uh, here you can do both. He grew up in the UK. He's very strict about that over there. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've never really connected with them as much as um, some people. Mm. You know, they really... Uh, Indiana Jones is heralded as one of the, the greatest sort of uh, action franchises. And, and Raiders in particular... And it, it always bothers me watching that one, and I hate picking on plot logic and stuff because that's just a wank. But um, in Raiders, the movie would happen exactly as it does if if Indiana Jones just wasn't there and didn't do anything. Because it's basically just a bunch of Nazis steal the Ark of the Covenant and kill themselves. And that, that would have happened regardless. <laughs> that, but, I mean, that seems to be like half the action films out there. They don't actually, or, or any films that, <laughs> they're the ones that get the world in trouble and yeah. then have to fix it. And like, if you had just done nothing... But that's different. That can, that can be an interesting arc of redemption. Mm. This one's just like he's just following them or running away from them and then yeah. they all die. It's fine. <laughs> it would have happened that way. Thanks for ruining Raiders for me. Yeah. I, lo- I like the first one. I don't really like the second one, Temple of Doom. Mm. And I, I really like the third one with Sean Connery. Mm. There's some fun dynamics between those guys. Nonetheless, I don't see any way that they can make another installment of this franchise that's going to please people unless they do some kind of radical departure uh, and I hate name checking Logan all the time, but just something different, like a uh, kind of a different because, like you know, he's an like old an man old now. Indiana Jones that's grittier and no, 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 no not, not like not like that, but just just 
stylistically, it can't be the same as those old yeah. movies. And... Well, people always try and chase that magic of of you know what we had back in the nineties. And, and you're not going to get it with a hundred year old bloody Harrison Ford who no. <laughs> just like, hates everyone. Just the the ingredients aren't there for a for, for that kind of film. Now, maybe if they bring Shia LaBeouf back, uh, we could be onto something here. I was going to say <laughs> percentage chance that he's going to come back in this Mutt. film, but even for like a two second cameo. Zero. It's absolute zero. It's got to be one of the worst parts of that fourth film. Maybe maybe they'll do. They'll have his desk, and they'll show the photo of um, uh, Sean Connery, and there'll be a photo of, of Shia LaBeouf next to him as well. It's That's like, what I mean. Like anything, anything where you see his face. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, one I'm very excited for. Stars will be good. Obviously. Um, yeah, it's being written by the great Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that real quick because um, some <laughs> got distracted the, by Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, get that shit out of you. <laughs> um, there was a confirmation by Ryan Johnson made that he is not involved in the writing of Episode Nine, and at least to my knowledge, I think I'd heard he was doing the story, he was doing the treatment, and also co-writing the actual script. You got to wonder what that says about the production and. His involvement in it, like they do, seem to be changing up a lot of the people, movie to movie. Um, and I wonder whether that's just scheduling conflicts, or if that's because they want each movie to have a bit of a different flavor. We were talking about this with the directors, yeah, about the motivations for them um, switching up director for each film. Um, and it's, I have a feeling that it's have to do with, or half of it has to do with scheduling. Like, I just don't think that they can have one guy pump three movies of that size and scale of out in that amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then the other half would have to be maybe just them wanting to then kind of run with it and say each film is going to be a little bit more kind of of its own flavor, of its own style. I think Star Wars, the original trilogy had that. You know, it was George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, and the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> the guy other guy. Directed the third one. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it's it's fitting with what's gone before. It makes sense. I'm a little worried about Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow? Trevorrow? Doesn't matter. Well, it does to me. <laughs> um, I want to be accurate. His track record with Jurassic World 1. Um, Did he write that? Yes. Hmm. And I think the dude who wrote, <laughs> co-wrote it with him is, is writing episode 9. Hmm. So we'll so see. We'll we could see. get a Jurassic World caliber Star Wars film. I would rage. <laughs> <laughs> I would rage because I thought Jurassic World, I don't know how that movie did so well. Crazy. And got such a great fan reaction because mm. I thought it was so middle of the road. Yeah. Very average. Mm. Anyway, let's move on to All number right. two. Number two. Should we leave Connor in charge of running the show today? Yeah. He's kind of just staring into space. Disaster. <laughs> just keep talking about stars for another 50 minutes. How'd you get away with that? Oh, yeah. Connor just wasn't paying attention. Just kind of. We can't move on until chair. he says. <laughs> he just didn't say. <laughs> we just kept going. All right. On to number two. Uh, number two is Kingsman, the Golden Circle trailer dropped. Um, this is the sequel to the. Um, lightning in a bottle uh, film. When when did the first Kingsman come out? Twenty fifteen, wasn't it? Fifteen wasn't that long 16, ago? 15. It was very early in the year. I remember. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. a really it was like non blockbuster time. Yeah. So Matthew Vaughn is returning. Um, we also have some new uh, as director. Sorry, uh, we have some new characters. Um, so Julianne Moore, Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, Elton John, and Jeff Bridges. 
Um, Stacked cast. Yeah. They didn't just add like one or two new characters. It's like double the amount of people <laughs> on screen. Yeah. And a bunch of people returning from the first one, including Colin Firth, which is yeah, interesting. So I, I, I did alert. want to talk about that. Um, the, 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 the very first teaser poster was showing him <laughs> returning. That was I the am, first bit of news we had. I don't know if I'm I'm around that. You're around it or you're into it or... <laughs> Are just, you just, so, just just not sliding in with that? <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about this sequel as a whole. That first one was so cool, and yeah. it was so different, and just so its own thing. Kind of reminded me of uh, the original Kickass, yeah. which, as we all remember, that had a sequel as well, and that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in a cinema. Yeah, that was a major yeah. disappointment. You you're pretty gutted about that one because you really enjoyed the first Kickass. I did. Yeah, it's it's since fallen a lot in stature. Just possibly because of that second yeah. one but um <laughs> because of the association yeah yeah just shares a family but name. that was a renegade film at the time that changed shit up i yeah. remember when kickass came out nothing had really ever come out like that before yeah but but on, on the plus side for kingsman at least matthew vaughn is returning which bodes well i guess i uh, we'll see with this sequel whether the first one's success was because of that novelty factor mm. or whether it w- um whether it really just was a well thought out well um well executed film i feel with matthew vaughn i feel with matthew vaughn it is kind of a fluke when he does that well yeah because some of his stuff is so clumsy and kind of garbage in in in, in yeah. points so i feel like when it when it's that good he's not entirely in command of it do you guys get a bit of a melancholic vibe from this trailer it almost felt like the end of a trilogy in a lot of ways, like the Kingsman had been, you know, taken down. It's the dark middle chapter, the the empire. It's the, of the empire. Of but the... it sounds like that's <laughs> it's gonna that's gonna happen early on in the film. I'm I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Uh, that kind of setup. Yeah. Um, and then you know that seems like the beginning of a third film. I think like, that's very standard know. second movie stuff, though. I don't know. I just got a I just got a very melancholic vibe, especially from the track they used. I think that's always the second movie, though, is like the dark chapter. It's like Spider-Man No More and, uh, you know, the amazing Spider-Man kills Gwen Stacy. <laughs> it's a very dark chapter. Avengers 2 are all breaking up or whatever. But they always start out with like, hey, I, I've, I've defeated the first, you know, I've gotten through the first chapter, um, you know, figuring yeah, and then this it gets, out. Then it gets and, dark real quick. And then it gets, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Connor, please. <laughs> all right, let's move on to number three. All right, we're going to move on to number three. Jeff Goldblum has signed on for Jurassic World 2. There's, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes. There, there's your redeeming factor there, George, for Jurassic World I'm 2. back in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm, he's, he's back on the island. Yeah. I'm so down with that. Yeah. I, I love The Lost World. Everyone hates that movie. I never got it. I, I saw it when I was 12 or whatever, and I just fucking love it. Ian Malcolm is, is the best part of that franchise, and I'm so happy he's coming back. I, I probably would have enjoyed that last movie, even if he was just in it throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like, if he was the main character, I would have liked it. Like, yeah. even even uh, Independence Day 2, which is hot, hot garbage. <laughs> I really liked him in it. Right. Um, yeah. so he's I never hope... the weak part in the film. Like, yeah, I've never no. I've never watched a film and been like, he's just wish a... he wasn't in it. Yeah, he's just so good on screen, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just seems good everywhere. <laughs> so he was recently um, in... <laughs> Especially in food trucks. <laughs> yeah, he was seen recently in Sydney, like handing out yeah. fucking tacos. Chef Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. The first celebrity that's come to Sydney in over yeah. two years. <laughs> you get really Holy excited. Oh my God. Forgotten about us. First thing that happened since uh, Hugh Jackman went down that uh, absolutely rig or whatever it was. At <laughs> With Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's just talk about that for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Jeff Goldblum, like, did he? He he didn't save that end of Independence movie though, did he? Like, maybe his hell no, fun. hell no, no, no. So he's um, <laughs> he's we- weaving his way back into uh, some of the old franchises yeah. he's uh, been associated with, which is uh, interesting. So is uh, Chris Pratt coming back for this one then? Yeah, yes. Chris yeah. Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are both coming back as as his, kind of as his BD Wong, uh, yep. <laughs> returning as the villain. I guess I don't know. Weird. <laughs> and Vincent D'Onofrio, he's going to be there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we come back with like half a face missing. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I don't really hold out hope for this film. Um, I mean, I'd like it to be good. Because yeah. I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed the, um, well, the original uh, Jurassic Park and even Lost World. I love uh, Jurassic Park, the original. It's probably in my top three movies of all time. Um, but so this new one's being directed by Juan Antonio Garcia Bayona. Yeah, what did he do? He did the orphanage, which that's oh, surely I'm okay. sure you love, George. That's a great one. I love one. that. That's a Guillermo del Toro produced horror yeah, yeah, flick. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. He also did that uh, Ewan McGregor um, disaster flick, The Impossible, which I didn't see, but people liked, and that recent one, A Monster Calls. Um, was that that giant with creature? The, the big wood monster and Liam thing. Neeson, Liam Neeson was watching oh, the, the giant thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that got a pretty good reception as well. So. I feel like with Jurassic Park as a franchise, you can very easily remold from installment to installment. It doesn't yeah. have to be beholden to the last crappy well, movie. The, the first three are very much like that. They they share very little kind of continuity with each other. Mm. Um. <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah fingers crossed. I, I love, love, love dinosaurs. Um, hopefully they... Maybe, I, they won't, but hopefully they do some practical effects. That'd be nice. Yeah. I feel like the the... Most recent one was very much a studio-directed film. Yeah, totally. Um, but and, they oh. did practical effects with the brontosaurus in the... Oh, no, sorry. It was a Diplodocus yeah. in uh, Jurassic World. That looked terrible. They dropped the ball on that. Yeah. I thought, um, for all its weaknesses, the special effects of the CGI dinosaurs actually look fantastic in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Jurassic World. I like, agree. Absolute top-notch. It's that scene where Chris Pratt, you know, all the memes came... Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. yeah. Know, hurting yeah. The, the Velociraptor. That, that, that looked photorealistic. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for a moment? What the fuck? <laughs> what? How he... How that he that whole raptor thing. I love that. That was the only saving grace of that movie when he's like riding through the forest with yeah. the raptor squad. <laughs> fantastic. I, I kind of wonder what the the thought behind that was weaponized dinosaurs that was the entire theme of the movie and that's clearly yeah. where they're going with this franchise no i mean <laughs> i mean in terms of like when they're writing it being like this seems like a plausible thing it's none of it's plausible it's they set it up to be plausible in the film yeah i, I think it holds together fine well, fuck me then yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> we finally agree on something really, connor really <laughs> Really good banter there, Ben. Thanks for just <laughs> killing that right where it stood. I look, I, you're, you're, oh, you've made a statement. Fuck you. I can see. I can see you're weak. I'm going for the jugular. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you while you're down today. Um, uh, Don't take a sip. What's the new story? Uh, <laughs> all right. Do you guys want to talk about Jeff Goldblum some more? <laughs> I kind of do. Um, all right. Number four. Uh, Shane Black's The Predator has been pushed back by six months to August. In 2018. Yes, in 2018. <laughs> so it was coming out in February. <laughs> Either that or they really dropped the ball on marketing because I've heard nothing about it coming in August 2017. So it was supposed to come out in February and now it's being pushed back by six months. Um, I am so excited for Shane Black's The Predator. Yeah. I love Shane Black. I love Predator. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I love the cast of this film. Um, 
I, I really enjoyed Predators. I thought that was a really decent stab at the at the franchise. And um, if they need another six months to make this what it deserves to be, then fucking yeah. take it. I, I'm always a bit hesitant when that happens. When you hear reshoots or you hear pushing back for six months or any of that, it either means that they're committed to doing it right and they're willing to you know go back and, and take their time, which is a really good thing, um, or it means that they're really disorganized um, and things are spiraling out yeah. of control. It sounds like, you know, um, Suicide Squad or Rogue One or a bunch of these films that could have easily been them fixing it up but ended up being just, you yeah, know. I agree. Shocking. Uh, but I am with you, Benny. One of my favorite films of all time is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Love that Hell film. Hell yeah. Uh, so I am totally behind this. Funnily enough, Shane Black um, actually appeared in Predator first predator he's the dude with the big glasses yeah um, oh, so go. it's cool that he's sort of coming, coming home 360 <laughs> um from in front of the camera to behind the camera and he's a very perceptive guy you watch something like iron man 3 and he brings a totally different angle to the comic book the comic book movie uh, as a genre and with this i think he's going to bring his shane blackisms and give us a really interesting take on the Predator. I'm not, I wasn't really the biggest fan of Predators. I thought it was a decent stab. Mm. Nothing really more than that. It felt like, great. yeah, it felt like an ambitious or not even an ambitious film, a film that wanted to do something and like kind of went a little bit different. Um, and then just kind of fell a little bit short. Yeah. I thought it got there. I thought it was a very, like they weren't aiming too high. It was just kind of a little B alien movie with cool practical effects and stuff. Nice to see nowadays. Um, I, and I really liked um, Lawrence Fishburne in that. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best uh, parts of that film. His head was bigger than I've ever seen <laughs> anyone's head in the world. It's insane. That's what you took away from that film? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Batman like, has like, an enormous head. He's the only guy who could stand up next to a predator and have a bigger head <laughs> than a fucking predator. <laughs> um, uh, so this film is going to be competing against in this new August 3rd time slot... Um, the Scarface remake, which yeah. is being written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Oh. oh god, that doesn't mean much. Um, and it's also going up against a film by Warner Brothers called Meg, which uh, stars Jason Statham and is about a massive shark terrorizing anything and everything in its path. So Meg, I'm assuming Megalodon. Yep, correct. That should be fun. Love a good shark <laughs> film. Statham knows how to play the field. Uh, yeah, I think we're all pumped for Predator. We we yeah. actually sat down and watched Alien vs Predator this week, which is a bit of fun. So uh, we'll have our retro review up later in the week. Are we calling that retro review or from the vault? Can we decide this on the air right now? <laughs> yeah, let's. let's I feel like you just, up you just say time. whatever you feel at the time. Pretty much, I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> good branding. <laughs> retro just, review sounds good. I like from the vault. From the vault. <laughs> 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 you son of a bitch <laughs> um, So yeah they've, said, they've also said That Arnie isn't coming back Yeah um, I like that Yeah I, I don't need him in this yeah, That'd be Just a bit too cute Bringing Arnie back From the yeah. first one little... I feel like that's kind of What Arnie's good for now mm. A Predator movie's never had A returning character So why start now Yeah And I don't I think it was Diminishing returns On his return In uh, Genesis Oh yeah Oh yeah That was But I'll be honest That was not what that that kind of made that film fail for me 
<laughs> yeah, no shit. That was that was um, the least of its problems. It's kind of funny though how enthusiastic he is about making Terminator movies. He's recently come out and said they're just going to keep making them forever, and he's going to keep doing it. But why with, not? With this Predator one, he was like, "No, I, I read what they had, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that." Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I Shane Black probably had something interesting planned for him. I feel yeah. like he would would probably would have done something <laughs> cool with him, um, and it must have annoyed him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, George, you'll be really happy about this. He said that there will be um, practical effects in yes, this film. I think they've made um, that pretty um, abundantly known in the press that they've done so far for this film. Mm. Bring it on. I think we're coming up to a really cool time in film where, um, you know, there's a bit of a pushback against uh, CG or like just straight, straight up CG. Um, and people are bringing in some more practical effects into it and then combining it with what is now just. Top shelf CG, CGI where, I where it's needed. Disagree, and I think you're crazy. I think we've never been more saturated in computer effects than we are right now. Oh, I mean, obviously it's it's everywhere, mm. um, but I feel as though we're starting to see a, a bit more practical effects kind of being being brought back into film. I mean, you saw it with um, the Force Awakens. That, that was such a big marketing um, aspect of that film. Was hey, we're going to go back doing practical effects. We're not going to be doing the CGI fest that the prequels were. But then you watch the film, and even when there was a practical effect, it was just lathered in CGI. Yeah, I, well, I think that's just in in kind of um, it's just marketing for that movie. I thought they did a pretty good job at, at Maz Kanata. Yeah, but the re- every other character in that cantina was practical, and they look fantastic. There's a, there's a certain point where you just have to. You have to do CGI in those films. So you're in fucking space. Okay, what so... The, what, what do you want? The original ones didn't... Mm, the thing with Vance Kanata is that they um, didn't have a final design mm. to do... He wanted to do it practically like Yoda in Empire. And they didn't have a final design. And so they said, we'll have to, we'll have to postpone it. But I thought she looked fine. Like the, 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 She was ugly as shit. She looked like the, the, the especially old lady of the Golden Girls. She doesn't have to look pretty. <laughs> No, she doesn't have to look pretty. I thought she was just really like unappealing, like just kind of gross and weird. <laughs> like Yoda's not gross; he's a fun little muppet. Yeah. Anyway, how, God, how do we go on like seven argument tangents every fucking time? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's the same seven arguments, though. Yeah, yeah but I think um, so. I just, Benny hates Star Wars. Uh, just we'll quickly, hey, I'm not far off at this point. If they keep making Rogue Ones, <laughs> go ahead, Georgie. Just quickly, um, following up on your statement about um, practical effects. Yeah. I think there is kind of like, there's those torch bearers like your JJ Abrams or your Chris Nolans or your Guillermo del Toro's who love doing, oh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Connor's opening uh, the jug of water to serve himself. <laughs> Holy crap. Connor, don't relieve really yourself on the table. That's definitely a glass of water <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Um, but if you watch something like even Guardians of the Galaxy, man, that was all green screen. Oh, yeah. Like it was crazy. It was painted to shit. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a real part of that uh, ego planet. But at some point, I think, because we're, we're talking about films that are set in space and they've got this galactic scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, mu- how much of that is, would you even be able to do practical effects for? You can make a planet. You can shoot on an exterior location. Yeah, I don't. To be honest, I, I'm. I didn't mind that they they kind of CGI. Yeah, the no, shit out I don't think one. so either. But I think just the fact that it was all green screen and you could tell it was, and every film is oftentimes these days all green screen. Yeah, you know. Well, that was one of the big things about um, uh, the Hobbit 
series yeah. was yeah, exactly. that it was completely green screened, and you could tell it didn't yeah. have that oh. it didn't have that dimension that um, Lord of the Rings had. I went back and rewatched um, the uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and that movie is absolutely stunning as far as uh, practical effects. The um, how they do the the different sizes, yeah. So the the um, force perspective, force perspective. Thank you. Um, that is unparalleled. In camera techniques will always win for me. Oh, stunning. And then you look at The Hobbit with the fucking CG nonsense and pressing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love practicals and fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Except Connor, who loves CGI. <laughs> uh, one final thing on practical <laughs> effects and computer generated effects was I saw this awesome video on um, the making of our favorite film, Rogue One, with um, Admiral Raditz, that Mon Calamari dude, mm-hmm. in his ship. And the whole of the ship is all computer generated. Mm. Like they're sitting in on this like white screen and they put in the whole background. It's actually crazy. I didn't pick up on that at all. I thought yeah. that was all in camera. You guys should definitely go check it out. We'll put a link in the in the blog section. Blows my mind that you can have that Ad- Admiral Raditz character and that Tarkin in the same movie. I know. It's so bizarre. Because <laughs> Raditz looked incredible. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, let's CGI the human character and make the big fish man just a puppet. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening right now? Um, All right, number five. M. Night Shyamalan announces Unbreakable Split sequel. Awesome. Called? Yeah, Yeah, I think we're all hoping this was coming. Called Glass. Called Glass, yes. Glass. Yeah, awesome. We we all enjoyed Split, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Split was a really cool... I, I I wasn't I wasn't as wrapped w- uh, about the whole connection at the end as everyone else was. Um, Had you seen Unbreakable? Uh, no, I hadn't. Right, so that explains it. I um I, I yeah, <laughs> there's a very clear reason yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to be snide. That yeah. just makes a lot of sense. If you haven't seen it, it's not going to mean anything. Because I, I I love Unbreakable. I think that's Shyamalan's best film. Um, so when that that twist came at the end, I almost stood up in the theater and I was with about twenty other people, and they were just like, "What? I don't I don't get it. What are you excited about?" I'm like, "All right, I'll tell you later." Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll have the original cast back. So it'll be Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, um, Anya Taylor-Joy. And James McAvoy. So yeah, will James McAvoy be in it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, cause it's, a, it's a combined sequel thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He, he played like 23 out of the 24 roles in Split. So yeah, he's coming back. Uh, I think, uh, it was nice to see Shyamalan get things back on track with Split. He's had a fair few duds along the way. It was tough, man. We had to have that intermission for him and say, look, mate, it's just not yeah, working. Good right sitting now. down. M. <laughs> Night. Come on, He's man. Like, no more, no more Last Airbenders. Uh, Let's I, move on. I feel like with M. Night, there's, you can see like a, a you can see kind of a, a an arc? An arc, yeah. yeah. Like there's a it's not like just suddenly he made a shit film and then he's coming bouncing back from that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just there was a steady decline. And, and now a steady rise up. And then a steady rise up. With, so uh, we might just he might just end his career on like this massive high. <laughs> like as soon as he gets to a like a, a peak, yeah. He's like, All right, I gotta stop because I know what's happening <laughs> after this. Gotta do this again. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he will, man. Oh, of course he won't. He did be. what was the the visit? The visit was his first sort of step in the right direction. Yeah. And then split, which happened earlier this year. It's kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, I, I, his I didn't mind After Earth. Um, that's that's his one movie I haven't seen, not including that first one. You you hated After Earth. I, I didn't. Hate I hated it. And I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but it was very close to hate. Strongly disliked. Found very boring. Nothing really. Kept yeah, me. It, it certainly lacked kind of 
any real drive in that it film. It didn't have a hook. It didn't yeah. sort of involve But it certainly you. wasn't his worst work. I kind of cited that as he's starting to kind of bring it up a little bit. Going from 5 to 7%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an improvement. Anyway, it's great to see him finally able to, to bring his vision of kind of the Unbreakable sequel that he planned all those years ago to, to the big screen. Yeah. And he, he announces with a tweet. Yeah. What is the tweet? Like he went... Unbreakable and split. Sequel <laughs> <Equal> coming. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm so sad sometimes that George really has like, all the power to edit stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really upfront about it. He's like, yeah, my new film is a sequel to Unbreakable and Split. That was it. There we go. Done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. Number six. We've really got to pick this up, guys. Pull it together, son. Pull it together. <laughs> All right, number six. David Fincher is close to signing on to direct World War Z 2. Um, again, this is another one I just didn't need a, a sequel to. Because David Fincher is the name slapped on it. I am there. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> a David Fincher zombie movie oh, with Brad Pitt. That's, um, that is huge news. No one will ever remember there was a first one. Yeah. Like the, chance, the chances of this being called World War Z 2 are zero. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be called David Fincher's zombie movie. <laughs> Starring um, Brad Pitt. Yeah. This is shocking. What has happened in the back rooms of whatever studio this is? To make this come to fruition, there's been murmurs of this for a long time. I know, time. yeah, I'd yeah. Say maybe like eighteen months, and everyone kind of said, "No, that'll never yeah. happen." But now, apparently, it's close. I'm still very skeptical because this is too crazy. But yeah. um, because Fincher, Fincher's filmography, he's one of my favorite directors out there. Absolutely, in the field how right could he now. not be? Anyone's. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he hasn't done an action blockbuster since Alien Three, I would say. Yeah, we all know how well that went. Yeah, and the. <laughs> The rest of his filmography is geared towards thrillers um, and, you know, gems along the way like The Social Network. Um, but he's got a very dark, interesting take on uh, the me- on presenting stories in the medium of film. And I would be so excited if this, if this whole thing comes together because him doing World War Z 2, I have high, high hopes for that. I'm always interested to see a director kind of bring their style to a, a type of film that they haven't done before. Um, and I think that it it either bodes really well, like you you have um, some films where that really works, you get a breath of uh, fresh air. Um, I hope we see that with things like Thor, um, Ragnarok. Um, but I also feel like it's a bit of a danger um, just because, I mean, as you said, he has a very kind of clear... Um, anthology or a very clear kind of style and type of film that he does. Uh, I wonder if that'll that'll translate over well. He is so well suited to this, though. His I don't has he made a straight up horror film? I don't think so. No. But, but his movies are Zodiac? sometimes so that, no, not at all. Not even but sometimes, but something like Seven is one of the Seven? scariest and most oppressive films I've ever seen, and that's like a cop drama. Yeah. So him making an actual horror movie with zombies that would be amazing. I would actually like to see him do a straight-up horror film. Zombies I don't really consider straight-up horror. Um, they're kind of their own subgenre, yeah. certainly. Uh, but I would, I would love to see him do something like Conjuring-type film. I reckon that'd be sick. That'd be too scary. That'd be unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> He's got more of a naturalistic kind of vibe. I couldn't see him do something supernatural like that. Zombies like is zombies? a little more tense. Well, zombies is a little more, I don't know. What was the explanation somehow? for the zombie virus in, in this movie's? In World War Z, uh, World War Z. Yeah. Well, I fell asleep. Yeah, during. Uh, I feel like it was World War Z. It was one. more. Was it people coming back from the dead, or was it more like twenty-eight days later sort of thing? I, I think, think it was more twenty-eight days later. Yeah, yeah, feels like it. 
Um, there's a couple of ways they could go with this sequel because a lot of people really love the book, which I haven't read. Um, but apparently for the movie, they pretty much threw it entirely out. Okay. Um, it was it was kind of an anthology kind of series of vignettes, I believe. Yeah, it going was like story short to story. stories yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of accumulated. So it could be interesting if they kind of actually adapt it for this one. Um, maybe. Well, does that mean that Brad's pet character won't be coming back then? No, they could just kill him off in the first yeah. one. <laughs> and then oh, be yeah. like, it is, it's, yeah, this ain't what you expected, boys, strap in. Um, or they could, or they could just go something completely original, I guess. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see which, how that pans out with the direction he goes with it. Um, but as I said, I'd, I'd really like to see him do a, a horror film. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, all right. Number seven, He-Man movie coming out in 2019. Awesome. What's number eight? That's exactly what I was about to say. That's <laughs> such a nothing story. He-Man. Uh, He-Man. Who's... There's been one He-Man film before. Masters which is the, of the Universe. Yeah, the Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah. Um, and I did, was doing a little bit of research on that film and evidently completely bombed. Yeah. And um, they actually pulled... I think it was He-Man merchandising, so toys and stuff. Hmm. They stopped making them the year after. <laughs> wow. So he, he literally killed an entire killed franchise. <laughs> He-Man was a big sort of early to mid-80s and then by the end... Once it hit the 90s, He-Man was out the window. So I think it's prime for, we're primed for a He-Man film. Bring it on. Let's do some Skeletor. Let's this, do it. This cannot be done. Let's do this. Um, I mean, it's got to be ridiculous. Go it's got to be, it has to be cheesy as, as it can't be. Uh, a serious it, gritty film. It can, okay. If, so they do a, if they do a serious gritty oh, one. Oh, you know they will. Like even Thor, I think is going too serious. I think it's got to be more wacky. Yeah, totally. There's three options here. They could do... Jump Street version. Okay, so self Full on comedy, yep. yep. Meta. Um, they could do an animated one, which I think could potentially work. Yep. Or they could do like a, like a Power Rangers sort of jarring, crappy one. Um, well, you love Power Rangers. I really enjoyed it, yeah, but it's, it's not a good film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think those are, those are their options. They could do like a, a gritty... Connor's face right now. <laughs> yeah. He, he, looks really, he looks really ill. Um, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Shit, <laughs> Connor! No, don't die. <laughs> what? No, I'm just, I'm just mildly shocked that it's taking you this long to admit that that was a bad film. I, this is an admission. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. That's like a four star yeah. movie for me. In but terms I've of how never much... heard you actually admit that that was not a good film. I think we said very clearly in the review it doesn't fit together at all. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to get back into it. It's, it's all there on, on tape or whatever you call this <laughs> stuff on George. <laughs> <laughs> we really like. I'm the not pl- the audio guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's practical effects. We've even gone back to tape. <laughs> We're retro here, man. <laughs> we listen to this on our Walkman. Yeah. This is yeah for me. This this means next to nothing. It's just another franchise for them to fuck up. Mm. <laughs> them the collective like the collective studio world. Studio world. Yep. Another one. So, I, I feel like that's so wanky for like to be like. Oh, Oh man, studios, they're just like, they bring us down. Yeah. <laughs> studios do good things. They, they produce good movies, but no, they Only Marvel. Just Marvel. You talk about Marvel so much about how good that studio is. Yeah, but Marvel um, uses an atypical yeah. <laughs> Um And I've, I think like Netflix has been killing it. Yeah, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Speaking of number eight, um, Netflix is open to uh, simultaneous theatrical releases for its original films. What was that? Simultaneous. Simultaneous. <laughs> Sim- Sim- the the, the, the m- monkey versions of new films. <laughs> simultaneous films. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, this is an interesting way that it's going. 
So they're already killing cinemas. Now they're trying to take them back over. Take them back over, yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's a very, it's a very aggressive cheap, business tactic. Strangle someone's <laughs> entire kind of business model. And then, like, I got yeah. you, bud. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Just <laughs> get my little pouch here. Because <laughs> they've done this before. They did um, that Kerry Fukunaga film, Beast of No Nation. That got a limited theatrical release. Everyone boycotted that, didn't they? Because it got a simultaneous oh, really? release. At, okay, at so home, there was yeah. actually a pushback. I, I don't know if everyone boycotted I know AMC Cinemas did in the okay. States, which is okay. huge. That's, that's yeah. the big cinema network. Of course. Um, did you did you see Beast of No Nation? No, I did not. I did not have four hours to spare. Um, I recommend watching it. Yeah, apparently it's, it's awesome. A very very good film. I love Idris. Just absolutely heart wrenching. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a hard it's a hard film to watch. Um, but I mean the the movies that kind of deal with that subject matter always are. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, Netflix taking over the world. Cool. Yeah. Um, interesting to see. Um, this is another sort of move similar to what Amazon did with Manchester by the Sea. They did really well with that film. That production won Oscars for Best Actor and Best Original Screenplay. So, you know, these other entities coming in, you know, Amazon is a box mover. It sells products and now they've got a streaming service and they create original content. They've got a film that's won Oscars. Like we're living in a really interesting time. I think the next five to 10 years, we're going to see these different uh, ways films are going to be produced and come together and, you know, give the, the the directors and and other creatives involved more of an opportunity to do what they want to mm. do. Hopefully, it's a bit of a wild west at the moment. Because how's this going to work? Are you going to go into the cinema and log into your Netflix account and <laughs> watch the movie? Like, presumably, you're going to be paying for it. So, how many people are actually going to go home or leave home and be like, "I'm not going to watch this on my TV here," which I can right now. I'm just going to head to the cinema and pay twenty bucks for it. We discussed this earlier about. Um, Cinemas really are going to have to become an experience. And I mean, they already are. You know, most people go to theaters because, you know, that's a cool thing to do. You know, there's cer- there's certainly some films that are worth watching in the theater. I, I think Mad Max is still one of the, the the pinnacle of those kinds of films where I just, if anyone has a chance to see it in, in a film, like if it comes back for a uh, limited release, I highly suggest it. But I really think that cinemas are going to have to kind of capitalize on that experience and service style um, product. Uh, and I think that this might be what that's about then. So they'll be able to provide that. Um, it'll be interesting to see, because they have both options to the either stream it at home or or go to the, the theater. Um, with Manchester at the Sea, that was just a theater release. They didn't, I don't think there was a co-current streaming Yeah, they availability. did a, t- a tiered release. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if they do like both at the same time. I think that's the the best way to do it. The tiered one? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but then Netflix is kind of devaluing itself. Exactly. Saying our original branding, content is now not available to you. From a branding perspective. Yeah. So it, the model is going to take time to sort out. It's We're going through a teething stage or a transitional phase. And it's going to take time. Like the music industry is only really, I feel, has just got to get a bit of a model going for how to release music mm-hmm. um, on the streaming platforms. And it's going to take time, but... Um, Hey, interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. So that's the top eight. That's the top eight. We did. We don't even have any uh, honorable mentions this week. Wow, <laughs> what a week it's been. <laughs> uh, one, I've got, I've got one. Uh, Logan being released in black and white on the big screen. I was going to say that. Oh, one. that's Damn it. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I never saw Mad Max. Speaking of, um, the black in, and white, in one, black yeah. and white. Um, I felt. 
I think that one's so vibrant. I yeah. Think the black and white. The color in that was so spectacular, though. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, but I did go to see it in black and white, and it was stunning. Yeah. Like, just that film, you just can't ruin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like in a cinema. It, and yeah, but in black and white, it looked so beautiful as well. Like, it's amazing that that film can just exist so amazingly in both formats. Yeah. Um, I With Logan, it's interesting. It feels a bit gimmicky. I think this one could potentially work better than Mad Max. I think it'll be great. Like so much of the promotional material for this film was released in black and white. Like um, James Mangold had all those, that series of photos, yes, the portraits yes, he released. Yes. And then there was like almost a little short film he released with um, Hugh Jackman driving around in the limo in this little black and white thing. I think this movie will work like gangbusters in black and white for anyone who's actually interested in watching that format. Hmm. A lot of people are turned off very quickly just by the, the mention of it. But, but uh, you know, it has its devotees. Yeah. Because this doesn't happen much anymore. So for them, I think But I it's think, cool. again, largely, I, I still find that it's gimmicky, which is, I think it's, it's good that it doesn't happen that I don't often. Think it, I don't I think, think it's a gimmick, though. There's no money in releasing something in black and white. Like, it's, it's, I think it's just for the people who want to see it this way. I think, I think this is the version that James Mangold wants to see. I th- I, this seems like a passion project more than a gimmick to me. The studios wouldn't be doing it if there wasn't money in it. It's not like oh, I just want to. I happen to want to release it in black and white, and he's not funding it or anything. It's it the studio's doing it. Yeah, but I'm sure he so talked them into it. So it's definitely not just this like passion project. It might be like it might be for him, but I it, it for me it doesn't happen unless there's money in it. I think it's a branding exercise in a lot of ways. I don't necessarily know if the returns are there, but in terms of get, keeping Logan in the conversation and stretching that film out in a in a in a really interesting way like not that avatar not that avatar there's an extra nine minutes <laughs> you know director's Ugh. cut bullshit this is like a nice um creative way to rep- to present the film that a lot of people loved and to re-experience it in that manner um you know i don't think it's gonna go gangbusters i don't think it's gonna be a lot of dough in it but yeah, so I agree with both you guys. I'm, I'm in the middle. <laughs> Very amicable no, in the middle. Pick someone. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think that's why the studio's doing it is the same reason as that Avatar crap. But I think the reason it's happening is because James Mangold yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, like wants to see this version of it. Same reason. Same reason George Miller did it. Any other news, guys? Nope. I think that's any, it. Any big stories? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Zemeckis isn't doing the Flash. There was. Oh uh, uh, yeah, there grumbling was a lot of that. Um, a lot of press this week that Robert Zemeckis was going to be helming the DCEU standalone film for The Flash. How do they not have a director for that film? It is insane. They don't have a script, bro. I know, I know. It's what's had like three rewrites, uh, four directors. It's good luck to them. Insanity. I'm yeah. so glad we, we almost missed out on bashing DC this week. Thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> not a single mention, but we, we slid it in there in the back. Yeah. And there was a Wonder Woman teaser with Aries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I think that's it for top eight of this week. <laughs> what a week it's been. Whoa, crazy week. Um, we will have our review of Get Out up on Tuesday, which is a really cool horror thriller flick that came six months late to Australia. <laughs> yeah. And we finally saw it. Yeah. Um, and we'll also have our Alien vs. Predator retro review up on Thursday. We went with retro review. I like it. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Damn it, George. <laughs> Throw me under the bus. Oh, I'll re-record it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you, gentlemen. The TPSB crew. Connor. Bye. <laughs>
and Benny. TPSB. Catch you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>